Hi, I'm Michael Reed. And I'm William Lee Can. And this is the making of the Vibe Online. Welcome back to another episode of The Making of the Vibe Online. We got something special for you today. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing well. And you? Oh, I'm doing great because we have reached almost the finish line. This is the end of the making of the Vibe Online, and we're actually getting ready to make it. We're getting ready to make the Vibe Online. That's correct. And we have um, our team, our new co-host with us today, and we're going to have basically like a roundtable discussion about two topics. And the first one is going to be about going back inside for church. I know a lot of people are doing online church because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but most of us, I'm assuming, are still online. Is there anybody here, um, part of the team, first introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about, should the church go back inside or do you want to stay online? First, Michael, let's start with Michael. Michael, what's your opinion about that? Should the church go back inside? Yes. Uh, Yeah, it should go back inside. Why you say that? Well, my theory behind all of this is all of this was something concocted to basically control the people. It's a test of our faith about what's real and what's not. Everybody got their own opinion, but that's my belief. Okay, all right, we're going to hear from the team now. We're going to start with Mr. 217. Inside online. Yeah. online? Yes. You think the church should go back or stay online? Um, it's either it's either or because before the coronavirus, I was doing both. I was looking online if I couldn't catch it. And um and I I when I could I would go in person. But um I mean uh, for the sake of just assembling ourselves and seeing our loved ones and, you know what I'm saying, just being in physical contact with one another, one another I think they can, you know what I'm saying, uh, for those who are still worried about the virus, they, sh- they can stay home and watch online. But, I mean, people have been protesting, gathering in large amounts for the past couple of weeks, so, I mean, might as well. And, um, anyway, a couple of weeks ago, Donald Trump declared churches as essential anyway, so the doors has already been open, so... They can if they want to. That's mine. If you want to assemble, assemble. If you don't want to, catch it online. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our next host of the Vibe Online. That's going to be Cody Childs. Cody, what's your thought? Um. Well, I have the healthcare industry. So my uncle's a doctor. So is my grandmother. They happen to live in New York, obviously, where this is much big problem um so you know their proximity to being in the front lines and seeing how dangerous the virus is not only for you know infants or young people like tiny people um and older people but how this is like really claiming the lives of people who are our age and are um really healthy and strong and just kind of really debilitated everyone that that catches it so because I, I i think people who don't have close proximity to what's going on it's easy to not be affected um but i think that that is ignorant just because you're you don't have um someone with that experience uh with that being said to answer your question i do think that we should continue to be online um 
like he said, there have been a ton of protests and, you know, in the wake of things that are going on. But I don't think we've had enough time testing, gathering, and being clo in close proximity to people have on the virus numbers. So I think giving it maybe a week or so that that will kind of see the number spike. So I think we should probably stay online for a little bit um, longer. I know for my church, we have um, small groups and, you know, I think that the best community for, for churches happens in circles rather than rows anyways. So we do like social distancing small groups. Oh, so you are meeting in person, but in small groups. Right, so I, I again, I volunteer with our, our high school ministry and we'll do like what we call driveway groups. So we'll still be six feet apart from each other um, on Sundays, but you know, we, we do, we can see, we just have no contact and obviously not. So yeah, we do that. All right. Say, say that though, Cody. Um, uh, I didn't mention this, but I also have family members who are in the medical profession and CDC as well. So, I mean, I have some of the best information available, but you know, here again, it does come down to like what I said, what Mr. 217 said, it still comes down to an individual's unbelief or their thoughts in proceeding forward and how we do it. And as you will find across the world, a lot of things that we do, it still comes down to what you as an individual believe and gonna do yourself. I guess, but I guess if someone doesn't feel safe about something, then you have to defer to the person who right. uh, is on the side of caution, so. Exactly, that's what I was saying. It still comes down to the individual, what they still choose to do, regardless of what information you may have. Very good, so let's hear from our wonderful Jared, <laughs> Hello. Um, I think that we should see what transitioning to indoors would look like with the protocols that we have to go through for social distancing, all those things due to Corona. And that I'm really a people person, so I like to go be around people. The phone calls are great, but I just miss like hugging on someone every Sunday, fellowshipping, things like that. Yeah, this is the same um, topic, but if we do go back inside, Will you refrain from the handshakes? Will you refrain from the hugs? I mean, will you have um, some type of a, you know, a different behavior going back inside, Michael? Had some of that to begin with <laughs> before the coronavirus. Yeah. So I'm gonna respect other people's spaces, you know? So I think that is one of the things that many of us is talking about. For instance, wearing the mask, and the reason why they brought that about is one, to protect themselves, and then for those who wasn't wearing them, the statement was, well, hey, well, at least wear it for the next person, you know, protect them. And so, yes, I'll respect the next person, their social distancing, wearing the mask, you know, has nothing to do with totally what I believe, but it, I'm respecting others, and I, as I wish they would respect me, as the Bible say, do unto the others as you have them to do unto you. So I'm fine with that. And Cody, I know you're meeting in small groups already, and I know you said you're practicing social distancing, but once everybody starts to come into the sanctuary together, if somebody tries to approach you and hug you or shake your hand, what's going to be your response? 
One thing I think that my um, church will do is because it's already a relatively large church, I guess you can consider it a mega church, mm-hmm. is we'll move to even more services. So um, to give, you know, maybe it'll be two seats here, then, you know, two seats another place. And to give, you know, the, the vast congregation a chance to come into service without having to be on top of each other. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question, that's not going to be happening for me for a while, maybe even until 2021, if I don't know where you've been. So if somebody run out in the parking lot and say, hey, I haven't seen you in about three months, Cody. You'd be yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. there's no. <laughs> like, that's a no. Okay, all right. <laughs> what about you, Jero? Uh, you, you said you're a touchy-feely person. If somebody runs up to you, the little girl's like, hey, you know, I want to hug you in church. What's I'm the- gonna, I'm just the type of person that's gonna hug them. Okay. I'm gonna be very cautious. I have to touch my face and wash my hands, everything after. But I just like, I want to feel the love. I want to get the love out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you, you'll you take that chance. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'll take the chance. Well, even, even with me, I enjoy actually doing online church because um, last year I was traveling a lot from California back here to Atlanta. And I actually started to go to a church in LA that I really liked. And so when I was home here in Atlanta, I would actually watch their services, you know, their live when it was before coronavirus. So I would actually watch their service live as it was happening because we had a three hour difference. So I would you know, go to my church and then come home and then log in. And then I would watch the church out in LA, you know, at three o'clock or, or I think it was two o'clock, yeah, two o'clock our time. So I was so used to doing online church last year, it became a habit. Cause even when I was out in LA, I was listening to my church through Spotify. I'm not through Spotify, through SoundCloud. So I got used to actually doing remote services. And now that we're in this um, particular situation, um, I'm actually still watching service online. However, my church is having parking lot. They call it a drive, the drive-in church where everybody's in a parking lot or sitting far away in the grass having church every Sunday. They've been doing that for the past six weeks. And the turnout has been pretty great too. So they were practicing social distancing. But if you wanted to stay in your car, you could stay in your car. If you wanted to you know, put a lawn chair out in the, in the parking lot, you could do that too. But um, they were actually trying to go back and, and start meeting together so they could have that fellowship in person. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, like that. That, was a, that was like a middle ground. You know, we're going to have church, but we're going to do it outside. All right. So speaking of which, going outside, uh, I think somebody mentioned that. It was Miss 217. You mentioned that there were a lot of protests outdoors and stuff like that. And so we know right now, even as of last night, you know, there was a major protest here in Atlanta. There was a fire. The Wendy's got burnt down to the ground because of, um, you know, a man got shot um, from resisting arrest um, last night or day before yesterday. So let's talk about the church's role in, in, in in the whole movement, this movement that we've seen, the marches. You know, should we as the church, the body of Christ, be involved in that? Michael? The body of Christ should be involved with everything that concerns the earth because this is something that God created. So everything in its fullness should be the church involved. And each person has their own position, how much that they're going to be a part and how they're going to be a part. Because, you know, that's the reason why we have the different job titles and all of that. So we need to continue with our method of being a part of what's going on every day because we are the salt of the earth. So why not? All right, Miss 217, what are your thoughts on that? I saw you were actually, um, this is a few weeks ago, not a few months ago, 
there was something going on that you kind of had walked into and you kind of was being uh, an observer of a protest or something going on. Could you talk a little bit about that and even your thoughts about the church role in the current pro protesting? Oh yeah, man. So originally before, before the very, um, before this whole spark of injustice, you know, with George Floyd came about a couple months back, um, I just so happened to be walking to American Daily and I seen a flood of cars um, with signs on them that said, free the prisoners, free them all. And uh, based, um, basically, some protesters wanted uh, Governor Brian Kemp to release all the prisoners in Fulton County Jail because of the coronavirus and um, people were catching it. Um, you know, and to release all of them, is, you know, that's pretty, you know, that's a far stretch. But their efforts did get heard. So Brian Kemp, they released all nonviolent offenders, uh, like traffic tickets, people who just been waiting in there, elderly people. They released over 400 prisoners. So they didn't get all the prisoners released, but um, they did release some. And I had nothing to do with that, but I just thought it was cool, you know what I'm saying? But as far as the Black Lives Matter movement going on right now, how much the church should be involved, I like what Michael said. Um, well, my, my response is to remind people of eternity, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, like, you know, we can get caught up in fighting for rights and justice right now and then skip about somebody's soul. So, you know, what I do, I remind people, you know what I'm saying, we still, you know, we got to fix up the, the problems now, but don't forget about eternity, you know what I'm saying, um, the gospel. And, um, yeah, and just to know your role, like, Everybody's not Martin Luther King Jr. I'm not Martin Luther King Jr. I'm not going to take that role to lead, you know what I'm saying? But I can be one of the supporters and do what I do. So know your role and remind people of eternity. Don't forget about that. Cody? Um, I think it's important for us to be focused in our efforts. So um, in my opinion, now is not the time for us to be talking about like tithing or about other things that don't have to do with something that Jesus did definitely speak to. Um, so I think we need to be focused and we, our churches need to take a stand and stand on the, on the side of those that are oppressed, which happen to be black people in our, in our country, um, and fully be anti-racist and pro-justice without being um, ambiguous in terms of what a church is standing for. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of like sermons and, and different things like that, that's something that I, there's a wealth of things that you can pull from to kind of speak to that topic. And um, even at, for a protest and things like that, if churches like went out and passed out water, or like, you know, prayed for people on the front lines and like things like that to where they can be seen in the community and seen in history as people who aided in the protest and aided on the side, um, the correct side of history, I think would be really powerful, especially here in Atlanta. 